Wow, folks, that was record time. Got all the buttons pushed and everything seems running. It's Thursday afternoon. It's 2 p.m. Pacific. I'm Fred McMurray, which if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that means this must be... And we're back with hopefully the reappearing Elizabeth and our our famous Kristen. How are we doing, ladies? Good, Fred. You? Really good. Don't ask me how I am. Let's just assume I'm good and I'm pumped up because yep. of music. What's the I'm word on the street? What's the word on the street, ladies? Well, Elizabeth has some very exciting news. For those of you who have been listening and paying attention, you should all know that our um, digital magazine is about to be released. And so she's going to give you a quick sneak peek at who the star is on our cover. Um, so, this is very exciting. Uh, we have a pretty big name on the cover. The first issue is all about uh, making a difference and giving back, and she is someone who epitomizes that in all of the work that she does. Um, but it is the blind side's Leanne Tui. If you know the movie, she adopt- her family adopted Michael Orr, who became a Super Bowl-winning NFL player. And um, the story of the movie was about their family taking in this homeless teenage boy who needed, who needed some love and care. So they've owned um, Taco Bell's, KFC's, Long John Silver's, all kinds of, I think they had 140 at one time. Um, they're scaling back, and they're, they're in their 60s, so they're scaling back a little bit and slowing down. They still have, I think, about 14. Um, but she's going to come on uh, the magazine and talk about the foster care work that she's doing and how they give back and what the... She's on the Taco Bell Foundation, which also is involved in giving back. And then she's going to be on the show in October as well. But that is going to be our inaugural cover story, and we're so excited. Yay, and I love people who have a big heart. She's got a huge heart and a big heart. Sorry, I'm Kind of near me. She's, you know, Mississippi. They were Ole Miss people. Um, oh, nice. They've got a place. Maybe in Dustin or Fort Walton, they hang out down here a lot. So um, she's a, a fun interview, a very energetic and dynamic, and they do a ton of good work. That's her life's passion. That's awesome. And, you know, we talk a lot on the show about when you're looking to buy a franchise. Um, there are a lot of people out there who don't really know what they're looking for, but they know they want something that allows them to give back. And so I think that's what makes this really interesting. And I think especially not that you all men don't, right? But <laughs> I think you tend to find more women as we're coming out of corporate America in this exodus want to have something bigger, something different, something that we feel like we're contributing to. And so I think that's um, going to be a really interesting interview with her and certainly something for all of our female listeners and watchers or viewers to check out. Wait a second. Yeah, time, out, time, has- time out. Wait. Time, 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 time. Sorry. You said something. No one called so, on you. No yeah, one I know. called on you. <laughs> I know. But given I can mute anyone, I get to jump in there. It's one of those things. So it's, it's 
you said people didn't want to, or people didn't know what they wanted. And is that a more female trait or more male trait? Listen, I think you guys just tend to like pretend that you know what you want, but when it comes down to brass tacks, you're just as out there wondering as we are. Here's the deal, Fred. Women figure out what they want and then they get it done. That's right. We got a lot to do, short periods of time to do it, and we get it done. And she gets it done. Um, And they're helping kids get adopted all over the place to stick to the topic at hand. Um, Right. But, you know, I think that the women's strength is that we, we get it done. How about that? I can't wait to meet her. We'll have to um, let Jerry know that she officially owned more than he did. Oh. <laughs> and then you know that's going to raise the bar for Jerry. How many did yeah, he buy? They're slowing back, so Jerry could surpass uh, pretty, pretty easily, I think, at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's right. They're slowing down. And you said they're in their 60s. I'm going in my 50s. I'm like, dude, I'm pretty much, like, ready to... Know, sign off and say hasta bye bye. Jerry already owns fifty million great clips. Why does he need more? He doesn't. He doesn't. He's going into the other avenue now. He just buys mm-hmm. more of different stuff. God, I love him. Yeah, you know, when you, when you're having fun, you're having fun. Jerry is a man who knows what he wants. That's right. <laughs> or if he doesn't, his wife does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear. I love that Jerry can't talk back because they, you all can't see him, but we can see him. <laughs> yeah, he's back in, back in the background, uh, grinning away, so we yeah. can have a little fun with Jerry without uh, any rebuttal. He yes, owns 50 yes. million great clips. Why shouldn't he be smiling? <laughs> anyway, today's Enough show. About that. <laughs> Moving right along. Moving along. <laughs> All right. We're going to get down to it. Are you ready Let's to bring your guest Let's All do right. it. got to make it happen. There we, we are. are. Look at that new graphic we have there. All right. Hi, David. How's it going, Kristen? Oh, it's always nice to see your smiling face all day. I was, I was, I was worried a little bit, having a little bit of technical difficulties here, so I was hoping I'd be able to still make it on, but I'm good. Good. My whole week's been a technical difficulty, as you know. Yeah, I know. So, it happens. And so I would like to take a moment to introduce our lovely guest today, Ms. Cassidy Ford. She is an account director at FRM Solutions, an enterprise-level end-to-end franchise relationship management platform. So kind of if you think of like a CRM for um, normal businesses managing your customers, this is kind of what I'm guessing that you're doing right Cassie? Yes, exactly. Excellent. And she has experience, her experience spans, excuse me, I have this dry tongue right now, from launching development departments with emerging brands, like how do you roll? Oh, I haven't heard of that one. I can't wait, but that's got to have something to do with sushi, I'm guessing. Um, And the fast casual concept was, was featured on ABC Shark Tank. Nice to working with uh, resales and underperforming franchisees with iconic brands such as Huddle House. And now in her role of FRM, she uses her insight to consult with other franchisors, which I think is really interesting because you've got kind of the perspective of the franchisees and the franchisors, right? Right, exactly. Excellent. And she probably probably serves on IFA's Women's Franchise, uh, Women's Franchise Committee and is a dedicated member of the Southeast Franchise Forum, and the Atlanta Chapter of Women's Franchise Network. 
you're a busy girl. <laughs> I yes. stay busy. I do. Yeah. <laughs> like now I know why I always put Ray in charge of doing the bio because it's a lot. Yeah, so, it, it keeps me on my toes. Yeah, welcome to Pillars of Franchising. We're excited to hear all about your business today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so are you in, obviously you must be in and or near the Atlanta area, correct? I am. It's been interesting over the last year and a half that we, I've been able to work anywhere. So my home base is, is definitely in Atlanta, though. Excellent. Well, I hope you weren't one of those people that I wanted to be and like went off to an island somewhere and worked for the last year and a half because I'd be really jealous. <laughs> I will neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. Darn. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about FRM. Am I right in assuming that FRM is very similar to a CRM? for businesses that manage uh, multiple customers and customer data and invoicing and things of that nature? Yes, you're dead on. So FRM, it stands for Franchise Relationship Management, right? And if you think of something like Salesforce, which I think a lot of people are, are pretty familiar with, with what Salesforce does, we do the same thing, but we're designed specifically for franchisors to help manage the relationship that a franchisor has with the franchisee from the time that they first touch a candidate in the sales process and, and are connected with that person, all the way through signing a franchise agreement, uh, onboarding them, project management, franchisee relations, and then by the time that they retire and, and hopefully resell their, their location. Excellent. Okay, great. And so tell me a little bit about how did you get into this business because you did so many other things in the past. What drew you into this type of a model? That's, that's actually a great question. I just, I think it requires a little context when I, I fell into franchising in general and I had no idea what I was getting into with a company that had been on Shark Tank the week prior. And so I go in, he talks to me, the, the president of the company talks to me for, you know, 30 minutes and then says, you're hired, start the next day. He sits me down with a stack of 1,500 pieces of paper that were all leads that had come in over the last week and says, get started calling. You can say this, you can say this, and you cannot say this. I had no idea what an item 19 was. It just, it oh was my. kind of thrown into the fire. And through that experience, I, I knew what it was like to manage that process through uh, manual labor. And then we implemented a CRM system at the time and and I learned what to do and what not to do so when it came time I think as a client of SRM before I came to what we call the dark side and <laughs> um, I'm on the supplier side now it's the dark side but I really understood the product and I knew the value that it brought to the table right. and I knew the suffering that I had endured as a franchisor who didn't have that tool and so it was just the opportunity came along and I, I felt like I could really, you know, make a difference for, for other franchisors. I think that's a really good point. If you think about the amount of money that a franchisor spends just trying to get leads and by leads, we mean franchisees, right? Right. The amount of money they spend trying to get these people into their pipeline to try to get them, you know, to really take a look at their franchise and see if it's the right fit. There's a lot of steps involved. And I can't imagine people who aren't using something like an FRM because there's a lot of dollars at risk um, once you get that lead. It really baffles me sometimes. It's kind of mind-boggling the number of franchisors that I'll talk to. And I see the 
amount of their budget that they spend on lead generation, and then they just waste the opportunity. They don't follow up with them. They don't organize it. They don't track their progress. They have no, I, they have no visibility into uh, any of their metrics. And so it really is, it's astounding to think, why would you spend all that money and then just leave it on the table? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Cassie, do you find, just following up on what you just said, do you find that resistance mostly from newer franchisors or across the board? I mean, who are you marketing your services to? Somebody who's more established or brand new? Right. So, we work with uh, large multi-brand organizations. Uh, we work with we work with franchisors that are from emerging all the way up to these these legacy brands. So Inspire Brands or Self Esteem, Focus Brands, uh, GFG, which is now Fat Brands, uh, has been acquired. And and then I spend a lot of my time also speaking with people who don't or brands that don't even have a sales process in place yet. So it really kind of spans the the whole spectrum. And I find as far as resistance goes, it's not a resistance. To change when you're talking about an emerging franchisor, it is a lack of education about how franchising works and what the best practices are and how to even approach it. Where I find a lot of the resistance to technology is when you have a lot of legacy systems that you've been as as an older franchisor or, or an older but a larger franchisor, you have these legacy systems that you've been using and they're all in silos. They're disparate pieces of things. And you have this, the lack of process or a complicated process that we have to go in and simplify and streamline all of those siloed information locations. And that's where I find that, that franchisors really struggle the most, but that's why I'm here, right? So I'm, I'm the one that helps go in and kind of sort that out and makes that an easier process. So, you know, everyone, every brand is going to face a different problem or a different struggle based on where they are in the life cycle of the brand. Makes sense. So a company like Inspire Brands, even though they have probably the biggest, most portfolios, legacy brands are established, I mean, they could still find value in using this type of system? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's. One of the most fun things I think that I've seen some of our clients do is something that we've done uh, for Inspire Brands and, and for some of our other clients that I, I won't get too much into the details about what we do for each of our clients, but there, there are some things that you could, and this was really relevant during last, during 2020 when, when franchisors were kind of struggling to figure out a way to uh, make sure that their franchisees could, you know, the business was down and the business that was there needed to be maximized, right? And so there were a lot of closures. And one of the things that we did for um, a client is that we, we have an open API, which means that we can integrate with a lot of different software platforms. And so we performed uh, an integration where literally someone who has 5,000 units or 10,000 units or locations, that brand, they can go in to our system, click a button and change a setting and said, this location is closed and we'll reopen at this 
time. It, it applies if there's a hurricane. It, it applies if there's a fire or something like that. They click a button and it pushes through each of the different departments. It notifies the different people that need to know. It goes to another uh, platform and then informs Google Maps that it needs to change this particular information so that customers can realize that they don't need to call and try and order something and not get a response or drive to the restaurant and realize too late that it's closed. They can see that on Google Maps. And then it's also going to uh, push over to a mobile app that does the same thing. So it really kind of established a way for franchisees to cater to their customers. So that's the beauty of it is these, these larger uh, companies that have so many franchisees that they're trying to manage in so many locations that that are trying to cater to their customers, this is a very easy thing for us to do to make sure that they didn't lose money. I think that's so important because there's nothing I hate more than going planning on going to a restaurant only to find out that they're closed, right? And I know that for our franchise, it was really helpful because every week we would send in updates to the franchisor, where, what's the status of our business, right? Are we in COVID lockdown? Are we having short hours? Like, what does it look like? And then when our clients wanted to come and look, you know, on the website, they could see exactly what was going on. So what I think is interesting about your, your FRM <laughs> is that it does become a CRM because it does touch the customers, not just the franchises, you know, in that exact example that you gave me. So I think that's yeah. really interesting. It kind of crosses over that platform. It does. And I think that's, that's really one of the reasons why I, I have such a, an affinity. I'm really biased about FRM, not just because I was a client, but because I've seen the impact that we're able to have and that I'm able to have, not just on the franchisor, but through the journey that the franchisee goes through and how they're able to better serve their customers. And I love that. And, and it's because we, we design it for the future and we design it to, to be able to um, encourage the relationships and, and to be able to make things easier and more flexible. Awesome. Well, so this is working in the background per se. The franchisee themselves doesn't really know, doesn't have any impact on this, right? Is that, is that, I mean, they don't have anything to do with it. They just know something's happening to help them. For the most part, we do. We have nine different solutions. And, and some of that is going to be candidate facing during the sales process to help guide, some, guide a, a candidate through the sales process. There's a project management piece that's franchisee facing as well as something that we call franchisee gateway that, uh, you know, you can store operations manuals and have a discussion forum and things like that. So those are franchisee facing. But the beauty of it is that if we do our job right, the, the franchisee will never know that there's a tool that the franchisor is using to cut down on back and forth communication with them to it really, I think, I think what it boils down to is that we don't just give the franchisor a return on their investment. We give them a return on time. And that's something that Eric Skechterman at Denetrend said the other day that I kind of picked up on um, that I felt was, was so poignant because by us giving a franchisor a return on time with our tool, that means that they have more time to spend focusing on the franchisees and helping them with the revenue generating activities that they need to. 
that's awesome. I'd like to take a quick break, a commercial break, so we can pay the bills and keep the lights on. But when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, who are some of your best clients right now that you're looking for, for people out there that are listening. Um, as you know, we have, you know, people looking to buy franchises, franchisees listening, franchisors listening, um, people in the industry, people want to get in the industry. So I'd like to, when we return, have you talk about, you know, specifically what kind of people are you looking for and what are you hoping to accomplish here in the next three to six months with the FRM? Great. Excellent. Thank you. Hey, Fred. franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, We'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. Awesome, and welcome back to Cassie Ford with FRM Solutions. We're excited to talk with you today. And my question before we left was for you to kind of tell us, you know, obviously we know that you support franchisors, and there's probably some young um, emerging brands out there. What are you looking for? What, what size, what type of businesses? Who's your ideal person or client? That's a great question. We, I think I did say before that we have clients who run the entire spectrum. So we do work with emerging brands and, and we do uh, primarily work with enterprise level brands that are multi-brand organizations. And, and that to say, you know, our, our approach to how we do business is very consultative and it's very relationship-based and we are focused more on narrow and deep than wide and shallow so we want to engage with a client who is is in it to win it i guess is the is the way that we look at that um, brands that are a royalty self-sufficient we we want to make sure that whoever we are partnering with it's going to be uh, someone who is interested in scaling sustainably because the more that they grow, the more that we grow and vice versa, right? And so that, that could mean an emerging brand, but uh, our focus right now is on uh, growing that enterprise side of our business. And that is, I don't know that I mentioned, we're built on Microsoft Dynamics 365. And what that means is that we are highly flexible system and extremely customizable. And we do a lot of, of complex integrations and uh, a lot of data calls, all of, all of that stuff that is really, really fit for an enterprise level organization. And so those, those are the people that really are a sweet spot for us and that we really thoroughly enjoy working with as well. That's awesome. So you said there were, I think you said there were nine different Selling points, I guess, probably not the right word to use. Um, does that include uh, like a training 
thank firm? I mean, does that include the whole thing where the franchisees can go and, and have training resources for their employees? I, I mean, what, I mean, what else does it? What else? What else are the benefits to just the franchisees? I guess. Sure. With with FRM, those nine different solutions, we really try to focus on on what we do best. We we are best in class at certain things, and there are other things that we recognize that we're best in class at integrating with those other best in class solutions. And so we we think that's a smart approach to doing this. We don't try to be everything to all people. And in doing so, we've we've been able to provide a, a nine different solutions <laughs> that really um, you know are are focused on the franchise door. So the pieces like an LMS, for instance, we have a lot of our clients who have taken what we do and they'll integrate with a, a really great LMS platform. And we do have recommendations when we talk to our clients about people that we've worked with in the past that we feel like work really, really well with FRM as, as software platforms. And so that's how we kind of take an approach to that for the franchisee-facing pieces of things. I do just want to highlight the something that is really spectacular that I love about FRM is that the sales solution with the franchise sales, we have something called Candidate Gateway. And Candidate Gateway is this, it's a new take on the, the old idea of a, like an old virtual brochure. And so what we try to do is really make a seamless experience for a candidate who, you know, that is making this buying decision. They start at the franchisor's website, and then every touch point that they have with that franchisor is branded. It has a certain tone to it. The messaging is consistent. We give the franchisor an opportunity to build their brand narrative for that candidate. And then the way that I look at it is that every interaction that they have that we help facilitate from the time that they first touch that candidate, as I said earlier, that that experience with the, with the brand is a positive experience for the entirety of their relationship with, with that franchisor. So it starts with uh, a piece that faces candidates and, and goes from there. Awesome. So, Kathy, oh, go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. Did you have another? No, question? I'm just saying, same thing you said. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do. Again, I like the way that it really rolls down, and it, the people, the customers, or the clients don't even realize that it's yeah. your product up here that's, you know, trickling down. So, um, so if, if people are interested, if there's some franchisors out there who are interested in your product, how do they go about getting in touch with you? You can find me on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is just my name, um, LinkedIn slash in slash Cassidy Ford. <laughs> you can also uh, get a hold of me on my cell phone. And uh, my number is 254-644-1503. Or you can email me at, at cford at frmsolutions.com. Awesome. Well, I've really enjoyed interviewing you today, and I hope um, you have the best of luck in this upcoming year. I'm sure that as people are, like me, recovering from um, this last year and a half of uh, 
disaster. <laughs> right. <laughs> they can put a product like yours to work and it helps them, you know, launch their sales projections into the next couple of years. So um, we will have all of your information, information, excuse me, posted on the Pillars of Franchising page. So folks can either go to where you've asked them to, or you'll see all that same information listed on Pillars of Franchising. And thank you again so much, Kathy. We look forward to having you on again in the future. Thank Thanks. you so much for having me. And Elizabeth, you're muted. Me, Fred. You're supposed to unmute me. <laughs> I need help here. Um, like I've so ever been able to mute to a Cassidy? woman. What's that? Like I've ever been able to mute a woman. Seriously, I'm a man. That's impossible <laughs> for my my sex. Go ahead. And don't you forget it. <laughs> um, so anyway, thank you to Cassidy Ford. You can reach her again at cford at frmsolutions.com. Um, a reminder, our magazine is launching a week from tomorrow. That's October 1st on Friday. You will be able to find it on pillarsoffranchising.com. And up next, we have our segment with Kristen and David Kajanik talking about taking ownership of your dreams. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. David. There we go again. Yeah, yeah, what happened? Where are you? You're in the cloud I don't somewhere. know. I, I have no idea. I'm just floating around somewhere. <laughs> well, the good news is what's really important is your voice. So let's get started talking yeah. about chasing your dreams. I assume that we're going to talk about how people turn their dreams into a reality. Sure, hope so. I mean, that's the idea, right? But before, before we move on real quick to follow up on Cassidy, again, Maybe it doesn't fit for everybody that's listening out there, but it just gives you another example of the benefits of franchising when you have these types of things at your disposal that you're just benefiting from as a franchisee. The franchisors, you know, put it in place to help you become more successful in themselves also. So just another tool to just demonstrate that, you know, going into a franchise gives you a lot, a lot of different advantages over doing it by yourself. No I think that's a, a really good point. And what some people, um, when they're shopping for franchises, they balk at like the initial fee or they balk at royalties, but things or um, some of the other fees that you'll find with your franchise are, um, we've got one that's uh, just specifically for all the IT stuff. And, you know, that's why they do it because they need to be able to grow with every franchisee's business and keep up with it. So I think that's actually a really good point. She's a great to have on. Absolutely. So let, let's talk about this a little bit, Kristen, because I think I think we've let off just about every single show with this. There's so many people now looking to do something else. Maybe they're leaving the corporate world. Maybe they've downsized. Maybe you know, whatever. You know, maybe just that this whole time over the past year they sat back and reevaluated what they really want out of their life. Yeah. And. Right, you're probably saying most people we know have some kind of a dream, right? And as I mentioned last week, you know, you're either working on your own dream or you're helping someone else achieve their dream. So, absolutely. So, so most people have a dream, but they have no idea how to get there, how to achieve it, because the dream itself is free, right? We can all just dream. That's yeah. that's the free part. Um, actually, putting something together, putting a plan together, and trying to achieve it. That's that, that's when uh, that's when it gets difficult. I'm hearing a lot of feedback. Am I screwing this all up again? I don't know. I don't hear it. Okay, good. All right. So, you know, that's what I just want to talk about. I mean, you you left 
corporate. I left corporate, pursued mine happened to be actually both of owning my own business and and also within and also within the uh, you know uh, an exact idea of what I wanted. You right. kind of said, hey, I wanted you know had a couple different things, but did the right. same same thing on your own. But here's the thing, and I'm sure for our listeners out there, it's going to be have some people are going to be discouraged from achieving their dream, right? Because the dream's not all that you think it's going to be, right? Right, and, and, and it takes guts to go tell somebody else, hey, this is what I want to do, yep. and put yourself out there because you're going to have all kinds of pushback, and you're going to get discouraged, and, and it's usually going to be from people who have never ventured out on their own. Yes. And and that's the truth. And those are the people that that hold us back, yet they have never done it themselves or or even attempted it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true. I mean, I know when we were looking at franchises, you know, and you and I have talked before, right? So you knew you wanted this sports bar. That was your vision. That was your dream, right? My dream was all about a work-life balance and being able to do things and be with my kids, unlike my parents were able to, right? So have a model in mind. I had a lifestyle in mind. And so I think even if you can't put that dream all together, you're not quite sure exactly what it is. If you've got kind of some borders around it, that's, that's good. That's a great start. It's a great start. And that's why I said, then, you know, you just have to, you know, some of the things that'll stop you is if, is if you're getting discouraged from other people saying, Oh, that's too risky or you don't want to do that. Well, it's your dream. A couple other things that may be um, help, you know, what I'm trying to do here is, is, is try to hit on some of the thoughts that may be pe- that's holding some people back right now and say, look, you're not alone. We've all had right. these things. There's another, you know, maybe in the past, you know, you, you've, you've had some other disappointments and, and maybe, maybe some things that, that didn't go so well and still hurting from a little bit. Maybe you tried a business yourself or maybe even tried another franchise and now we're afraid to move forward again. Right. And and again, I, I go back to it's going to happen, right? They, they go, we, we talked about this before, the grid and everything else. It's never going to be just a straight line vertical shot to I'm starting and now I'm successful. There's oh, always no. <laughs> well, you know, we talked, I, I told you today, right? So, you know, I'm a million dollar business. In theory, right? That sounds like it's so great and rosy sunshine, right? My day began with an ambulance at my office, right? It ended with my poor dad who's retired out helping some of my client, one of my clients, um, with a refrigerator. Now, is that my was that was today <laughs> my dream day? No. But I, what I will say is, multiple times throughout the day, as I was folding towels, right? Again, not my dream day. I kept saying, this is the day David talks about grit. This is the day, perseverance, <laughs> right? And and it kept playing through my head because contrary to the couple weeks I've had, eight weeks before that, I might have been on vacation in California. I was, right? And for 10 days, right. I knew I had a team here. I didn't have to think about it. So, you know, owning your own business has good and bad. And when you think about what your dream is and, and what you want, Listen, there are bumps in the road, there are lumps in the oatmeal, and not every day is going to be perfect, right? And so just like getting a business started is not going to be perfect, um, I will say that 
you know, data shows that franchising businesses succeed quicker and by a greater percentage than do-it-yourself type businesses because you've got a model, you have a support system. And I know today, I know this past two weeks, that if I wanted to, I could have called up any of my other franchisees and cried on their shoulder and they would have said, put on your big girl pants, let's go, right? So Fred, I think somebody's got a question for us. Lumps in the oatmeal? Lumps <laughs> in the oatmeal? What are you, 900 years old? Lumps in the oatmeal? Sorry, never mind. It's better than lumps in the milk. Yeah. I, okay. You win. I give you that one. Yeah. Nice response. So I, I, <clears throat> I do think, David, the one thing that is really cool for people who are trying to realize their dream is that that's what we as Million Dollar Mentors are trying to help people do, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, when people call and say, hey, or they write in, they say, listen, I, I think I want to go uh, and, and start a franchise. Great. You know, let's sit down, four of us collectively talk to somebody, determine what it is that they're looking for, what's their goal, what's their dream, right? I think that movie said, what's your dream? I forget which movie that was. But, you know, the guys on the street going, what's your dream? Like coming to America or something, right? And uh, and so every time we talk about that, that movie line sticks in my head, and I think that's all that people have to be asked, really. Free of criticism, free of judgment, what's your dream? Right. And then, and then again, it goes back to – go. Go back to a mindset. There's, I think, there's a lot of moving pieces to a mindset, but but there's two that I think definitely need to come out. If if you're thinking about breaking away, because there is that level of comfort that you're getting this paycheck consistently from somebody. So so you have to. There's two two mindset shifts that you have to have to have. And I think one of them, man, this one drives me crazy. But it's people get in the habit for just settling for just being average. Right? In my mind, anybody can go get a job and go get a paycheck and go to go to work and get a paycheck. Go to work. That's average, right? And, and I remember this quote is actually from a lady by the name of columnist Maureen Dowd. And this has always stuck with me. The minute you settle for less than you deserve, right? a lot of people feel that they're not getting what they deserve, right? The minute you settle for less than you deserve, you get even less than you settled for. And I, and I think you have to break through from that mindset because if you, if you want to achieve your dream, then you, you're not going to do it by, yeah. and by being average. I mean, you know, in everything you do, are, are you, are you going to go over and above um, whatever it's going to take to go ahead and be successful? But an average mindset's not going to get you there. And going hand in hand with that, a lot of times it's just because people lack the confidence they need yeah. to go. Absolutely. And and I, I I emphasize that's the beauty of franchising. If I was to start off on my own and say I'm going to build this sports bar by myself, I may have gotten all full of excitement and ready to go, and then hit some of the stumbling blocks and didn't, and not know where to go after that, and right. it might have collapsed on itself. And I wouldn't have had that confidence that yes, I know what I'm doing. Let's keep going. Sure. Well, and I think it's important to point out to our listeners and our viewers out there who are thinking about taking a leap, thinking about starting a business. You know, the way you do that is to work with someone, a team, in my opinion, is preferable, but um, who really gets to know who you are, who gets to know what it is you're looking for, are familiar with some of the business models out there that are a good fit, because they're not all going to be a good fit. Just saying you want to go into business does not mean 
you know, you just sign up for the local whatever franchises, you know, down the street. It's not, it doesn't work that way. And so um, I want to give a plug to Elizabeth, who's been really helpful in getting our website up. Um, there is a, a spot on our website now, franchising.com that says the dream starts here. And so people who are interested can click on the dream starts here and it will take you to a form that you can fill out that basically says, hey, let us know if you're interested and we'll get in touch with you and make sure that we can help you realize what that dream is. And it is a process. People should expect if you're going to realize your dream, if you want to start a franchise, you're looking at anywhere from six to 12 months to really go from step A to step Z through that whole process. And so don't think you're going to come and open a business in 30 or 60 days because that's not realistic either, right? But I do think if you are measured about what that dream is, what's most important to you, and get proper guidance on how to do it, it can certainly be a great, great way to have success both in your life and in your career. Absolutely. And, and, and again, be willing to bet on yourself, right? Um, if you don't, if you don't, um, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, you're never going to succeed, right? You can't worry about if somebody else believes you. Be willing to bet on yourself. Find the right fit. Um, find the guidance along the way, and and you know, you're going to give yourself a really, really good chance to succeed. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, David. I appreciate all the work that you do for us every week. You have such positive things to say, and hopefully for those people who are sitting there on the fence trying to decide, do I, don't I, do I, don't I. Some of the words of wisdom that you have certainly helps them make the right choice. Sounds great. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Thank you to Kristen and David Kajanek. Um, taking ownership of your dream is the first step in achieving it. If you are interested, um, the dream can start here. So go to our website and Check the boxes that apply. Are you looking for a franchise? Are you looking for a mentor? Are you looking for information, resources? We can provide all those things for you. So stay tuned. Up next, we have Jerry, who has been gallivanting in D.C., and will be telling us all about the goings-on in the Capitol. And I thought I was the only one who used the word gallivanting. <laughs> I think she's my soul sister. <laughs> Lumps in the oatmeal and gallivanting. Jerry, was it all that exciting in D.C. this week? You know, D.C. is a lot of things. Exciting is not necessarily one of the uh, adjectives <laughs> that I would use to describe it. Um, for me, it was exhausting. You'll notice my voice is a little scratchy because for three days, about 12 hours a day, I talked about franchising and small business with generally with people that did listen, but from time to time to people that didn't listen. So it is, uh, it is a rewarding and frustrating trip when I go out there. And, uh, but it was, it, you know, I will tell you this. I was there with the International Franchise Association. I'm on the board, the board of directors. And uh, I will tell you, if you are currently a franchisee of any brand and mm -hmm. you're not a member of IFA, you're really missing out because the education the information, uh, the support you get beyond what you get from your franchisor is out of this world crazy good. And if you're a franchisee, it is free to be a member. So there is no reason not to join this organization. It gives you access to, uh, you know, some things on Capitol Hill. They give you ready, instant access to your uh, elected representatives when there's something they're working on impacting small business. So you know, right. before I even get into some of the subjects today, I would suggest everybody 
everybody that's a franchisee join that organization. Well, I have to agree with you, Jerry, because I just got an update before you and I even had a chance to talk, and it did mention the additional EIDL funds available, and that's why I was asking you a clarifying question about that, because a lot of businesses out there may not even know something that came in the IFA briefing that, hey, EIDL is open again, there's more money for you. That's like pennies from heaven for me right now. So um, I think that that is a very good push to remind people to get out there and join IFA. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, again, just the information, right? Uh, not only updates for uh, programs that are becoming available or expanding like IDLE did. Uh, that's, I mean, we got that before most organizations in the world got it. So uh, the educational side of it, they've got a broad range of educational things for small business people, franchisees to take advantage of. So, but, but a little bit about what went on while I was there, Kristen. Yeah, tell us. Um, we had Senator Joe, Joe Manchin as one of our speakers from West Virginia. And for our listeners that don't know, Joe is a, a Democrat, lifelong Democrat, and a really good guy. And he, uh, he is really the brakes on all the, per, all the uh, spending that's going on or potentially going on in uh, D.C. right now. And he is, in my opinion, really looking out for small business owners uh, as he's looking at these programs that are coming out. So I'm a really big fan of Senator Joe Manchin right now. So awesome. being able to listen to him and, and uh, ask him some questions and so on was crazy good. I think it's great when you get to talk to some of the people who are making these decisions. And, you know, I think for the last year and a half, we've had a lot of um, things happen. And I always joke with you about, is now a good time to buy a franchise? So I get really excited when I hear that some of these legislatures are actually involved and they're listening to small business. Because for a long time, I would tell you, you know, for businesses being, or for America being built on the backs of small business, it sure didn't feel like it felt like they were breaking our backs. So um, I really appreciate hearing some positive news out of there. Though right. I know, not all of them, some of them need cattle prods and some, uh, you know, laser laser tag guns to get their attention. But um, at least you got to talk to some of them that seem to be engaged. Well, but wait, there's more, Um so I'm going to give you a little bit of a guideline here on some of the things that, uh, you know, were a part of this. And then uh, over the next two or three weeks, we're going to have solid pieces at pillars of franchising about each of those things. So I can give our in listeners a lot more information on each of the different subjects. Uh, and then later in this piece, I've got a list of things, some pretty exciting things about franchising that I want to get in on this week because there's some opportunities we can fill in some more gaps on those over the next couple of weeks too. Awesome. But real, real quickly, uh, after Senator Joe Manchin came in, we had uh, Dan Crenshaw from Texas, who is a firebrand and a uh, really, I mean, maybe the strongest small business and franchise oriented uh, congressperson in DC right now. Uh, very interesting, very uh, strong protector of our model and what we stand for. A huge believer on uh, what franchising does to change uh, not only the lives of the owners, but also the lives of all the people it touches, the, the, the um, staff and the people beyond that, the customers and all those kinds of things. So he, is, he was on there. There'll be some things coming from him. I learned something. And when it comes to DC, I think you're always learning something. But within uh, Congress, there is a caucus called the Problem Solvers Caucus. And this was new to me. But it's really kind of cool because for every 
Republican that joins the caucus, they have to bring a Democrat with them from the other side. For every Democrat that joins, they've got to bring a Republican. And these are all moderates from both sides. Wow, if only the whole government could operate that way. From your lips to God's ears, my friend. From your lips to God's ears. But these guys, these two gentlemen we listened to were phenomenal. They told a great story. And literally, I'm thinking the same thing you just said. We need a lot more people in D.C. to join this group or at least follow the same processes because you know, they're, they're trying to be as even-handed and, uh, you know, look at the moderate side of things. You know, look at what's best for uh, America and citizens and small businesses and things like that rather than necessarily what's best for their own party, which I think we need more of that kind of stuff going on. Absolutely. As you already mentioned, and you stole my thunder, we had the head of the SBA in that, uh, let us know that IDLE was being expanded. And so I was able to tell a lot of friends and family about that before it really hit the press, which was great. And uh, now, a little bit of a drum roll, because this is pretty cool stuff. Um, Last, actually during COVID, in the midst of COVID, uh, so IFA had been talking for a long time about franchising, having a bad image in the minds of some of our legislators in Washington, D.C., And we knew that primarily that was because they didn't know franchising. They didn't understand it. There was a lot of misinformation and they were going with a lot of emotional stuff rather than real, real data. Or they had one bad franchisee of one bad brand that created all of their thoughts about it. So the IFA spent um, a lot of money that wasn't in the budget. And I thank God they did it because this is phenomenal. Spent a lot of money uh, and, and did a study by, um, uh, by Oxford on mm-hmm. franchising. And what they learned, there's some things we already knew. If you're a franchisee, you already knew some of this, but they learned some things. And now we have real data that we can pass along, not only to Congress, but also to people considering a franchise. So let me just share the highlights of this. And then over the next couple of weeks, we'll dig into it a little bit more. Awesome. When you compare a franchise location versus a non-franchise location doing exactly the same type of business, okay? Yep. Exactly the same part of the business, part of the world, demographics, all those kinds of things. The franchise business leads the way over the non-franchise in sales, profits, growth percentage, employment, inclusivity, which is a huge word in the world today. Um, women and minority ownership and a path to ownership for those groups. In fact, I will tag onto that. Franchising has gone way, way beyond the norm to find uh, financing and support for the underserved communities that is just not available if you're not a part of the franchise world. So that's great. And then there is a, a higher percentage, in fact, a much higher percentage of women and minority-owned franchises as opposed to standalone businesses in the same category. So, I mean, when you talk about hitting it all the ball, out of the ballpark, this study was phenomenal. It gave us a lot of good data we can use in a lot of areas, and it reflects back on the question you asked me every week, and you hinted at it a little bit ago. Is this <laughs> the best time to buy a franchise? And my, que- my answer will stay the same. This is absolutely the best time to buy a franchise. That's you know, you talk about people leaving, 
That's what I love about franchising, right? There is no bad time. <laughs> no bad time. And right now, I forget the term you use, but we've got all the corporate people leaving corporate America and wanting to move on with their life and have a different life, better life, all those kinds of things. And right now, uh, because of the transference of some of these locations from an older generation or people wanting to do something different, right now is the best time to get into franchising, in my opinion. And I thought it was really, uh, really great that Cassidy was on today to talk about what she does with franchisors and that filters down to the franchisees and the customers. Phenomenal product. A lot more people should probably look into that. And then my good friend David doing what David can only do and talking about all the valuable leadership stuff and the things that go into building a great franchise and that kind of stuff. All of this just kind of flows together into what I'm talking about. That's awesome. I thank you, Jerry, for being our road warrior this past week. I'm sure you're exhausted and well overdue and much ready for a, a lovely, quiet vacation. I am, but you know what? This is my jam, Kristen. I love fighting for small business and franchising. And, uh, you know, they're starting, to, they're starting to watch out for me when I go out to watch those streets. <laughs> Jerry's in town. So um, I'll continue to do it, and there's going to be a lot more news coming over the next few weeks. So hang on. All right, great. Well, we really appreciate it, Jerry. And as always, like I said to you, I think I commented on your LinkedIn. I couldn't be more proud to have someone like you down there fighting for all of us small people, little people. So We're all in it together, Kristen. Thank you very much. We are. Thank you. Okay, and Fred, there she is. You're not Fred. I am not Fred, Thank but I do goodness. want to uh, help you wrap up today and re remind people that next week, uh, same time, same place, we're going to have a women in franchising panel. So tune in for that. That should be, it's always a lot of fun when we do that. Um, what else, Kristen? Well, let's see. Well, I think it's going to be really interesting to have Jerry come back and highlight, talk on some of the highlights that he experienced for people, especially looking to get into franchising. Um, and I know David's always got great information for those people, again, kind of mulling over the idea of getting out of, of corporate America. And every time I listen to David, I'm like, okay, he's so speaking to all those HR people, right? Like, that's just who he's attracting, in my opinion. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I always did with HR. So um, you're really pixelated right now, and you're kind of looking like an alien. Well, I, I think my head is literally about to explode. <laughs> I love it. Much information. I'm having information overload. I might just burst. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it was so great to have Cassie on the show today, and hopefully uh, more and more franchisors will get on with the program and get some FRM systems in place because I really think they're invaluable. I do, too. She's, she's a gem. She's an actually good friend of mine, so I always enjoy having her. That's awesome. Okay, great. Well, I think at this point, so next week, oh, who's our guest next week? Oh, it's that's the Women's the panel. panel. Oh, that's right. I think I have to be here for that. You do, yes. <laughs> well, that's great. I can't wait because we always have a very dynamic group of people. And uh, I know for all of our lady listeners out there, they'll be really encouraged by some of the things that we talk about. And uh, we tend to, what do you call it, get shit done? Is that your list? Get your shit book? done. That's what we do. Yeah. So, so excellent. Well, thank you very much. And as uh, we always say, please, you guys can find us out on LinkedIn, YouTube, um, Oh, my goodness. You can listen to us on Amazon Music, Spotify. Uh, I don't know if we're on Odyssey yet. Huh. That's a no, thing we're not. 
I all right. And, and technically, technically, we're not on Amazon Music yet. We haven't submitted, but we are on <gasps> Spotify, and we are on iHeartRadio, and we are on Google. And there's a whole page on the Pillars of Franchising site with a whole bunch of directories where we know we are, and then there's a whole bunch more that we don't know where we are that we're on, but we are on. Which is a little bit crazy and why I don't deal with that. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening, and you can join us again next Thursday and every Thursday uh, right here where you found us at PillarsOfFranchising.com, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, or 2 o'clock on the ocean where Fred is. And we wish you all a great week. Thank you for joining us today. Again, thank you to Cassie Ford with FRM Solutions. We look forward to seeing you all again next week.